Hey everybody, I'm Mike Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. Welcome back to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. I feel like we're finally really good at that. I didn't even have to think about that intro at I all. I know, it's like some muscle memory growing in us. <laughs> uh, welcome, Olivia, to Thursday. Thanks, welcome to you too. I guess by the time everyone's listening, it well, will be Friday. it's everywhere around the world, so who knows? Yeah, but... I it- always mix that up. Yeah, this is true. Happy June 1st to the future listeners. Yeah, wow. That came up real fast. I know. That's crazy. It's scary. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here doing our thing. (laughs) We've been recording now for seven months. Wow. Right? Is that true? I think we started in November. That's crazy. I think so. That's really awesome. I mean... Yeah, just, you know, us rambling, people are somehow still listening. It's great. <laughs> it's been, thank you to everyone that stuck it out. <laughs> we used to re- record in the in the coffee shops. I was thinking about that today. With our logs. Because this is our last chance to record together in person for a little mm-hmm. while. And I was like, man, remember how we used to go meet in that one coffee shop? So much so that the coffee shop changed owners and names and menus. <laughs> yes. While we were still going there. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Cafe Bede. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really fun. And it's been fun doing it remotely. It's been fun doing it in person. I know. I mean, we're going to keep doing it remotely. That yes. will continue being fun. Yes. Do not worry. Um. We were just chatting about how we have a delightfully light week this week. Yeah. Delightful in the fact that lots of short, some cute, some sweet things. And um, I'm going on a trip tomorrow. So I can't spend like six hours writing a lovely (laughs) newsletter for everyone. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. That is great. Uh, Are you excited, at least for your trip? Yes. I'm going to New Orleans for the first time in my life. Um, I'm so, so excited. It's going to be... I didn't realize it was your first time ever going to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I've never... It's, like, been a goal of mine for, like, quite a few years now. Me and my best friend in high school. And we are doing it. Okay. So, quick highlights. Okay. Tomorrow, we're going to Galatoire's. It's a fancy Creole French classic restaurant. Mm. It's real fancy. Jackets are required of men after 5 p.m. <laughs> I was like, do you have to wear a jacket? Oh. Interesting. No, no, no. Um, and then we're going to mostly just be hanging out in the sun, going to drink hurricanes and eat beignets at Cafe du Monde. That's awesome. I'm excited. And gumbo. You got to get some gumbo. Gumbo and po'boys are a thing. Mm, yep. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I love... New Orleans cuisine more than most other cuisines. Really? That makes me so hopeful. Oh, you're going to have the best of times. Thanks. I'm excited. (laughs) And as all of our listeners know, Micah is embarking on his indefinite travel around the world journey. Soon. In a few weeks. Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to have a couple episodes before I actually leave. Oh, will we? I assume so. I mean... I think so. Okay. I'm, I'll be traveling home just to visit home for two weeks or so before Should I actually be nice. Leave. It's crazy. All right. You want to share some of the cool stuff we found this week? You found yeah. this first one. Yeah. The first one. A lovely open source font, which I know all of our listeners and readers love. Um, it's called Overpass. It is a family, which is nice. Um, it's like really, I mean, really an extensive project. It was... Sponsored by Red Hat, which you know a little bit about Red Hat, right? 
Red Hat is a Linux distribution, like a version of Linux mm-hmm. that has been around for a super long time. They have always been a proponent of open source mm-hmm. uh, because Linux is open source. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know much more than that. To That's be okay. That's helpful. It is cool that they're sponsoring. Like- yeah. Um, as far as like the look of the font, it looks just like Interstate or Highway Gothic or any font you would see on signage, but it's open source. So that's super cool. Um, it also has a mono weight font too, which is exciting. That is kind of cool. I do like that. Um, it's like lovely and attractive and has fun animations that we can't quite decipher. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just like a great thing to add to your library whenever you need kind of that really bold signage. I could certainly see this being used for more than signage. Yes. Uh, and I think that's like a classic thing. But this mm-hmm. is also like a big family. I'm yeah. looking. There's thin, extra light, light, regular, semi-bold, bold, extra mm-hmm. bold, and heavy. Yes. In addition to all of that mono. Also, if possessed. anyone's like wondering what like signage fonts we're referring to, what does Highway Gothic look like? What does Interstate look like? There's some very distinct features of like signage fonts that make it really easy to see from far away. For example, the X height is um, especially large on these fonts. Um, they have really distinguishing, um, what do you call type anatomy? Um, like the end, the terminals. Mm. The terminals, like for this, like interstate, are angular. So the P doesn't end with a perpendicular bottom flat, you know, angle. It's it's angled up to like maybe 45 degrees. Wait, why is that useful in signage? I think it's makes each letter look more distinct. So when you're farther away, it's easier for you to see shapes. I see. So you can discern whether it is... Don't uh, quote me on that, anyone. But that is my... I am, I mean, I'm curious if anybody else out there has yeah. any extra insight on that, too. Because I've, I've never thought to ask. But that's like a good learning opportunity. Figure that yeah, out. Yeah, right? Um, <clears throat> But it's certainly like similar to a lot of fonts that they do use for mm-hmm. actual signage, which is how it gets that name. Like yeah. driving down the highway um, on yeah. train signs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And it exactly. was designed. Well, I don't, I don't know too much about the history here. It was created by uh, a foundry called Delve fonts, which yes. we looked at their website real quick. Seemed to be in San Francisco Bay. Yep. Um, and they seem to have an interesting other catalog. They have a whole catalog if yeah. you want to check it out as well. Um, and they do cite that this font was inspired by Highway Gothic. It's not just some random thing we pulled out of thin air. So check it out. Add it to your library. It's open source. So why not? Love that. Love it. I know. All right. Next find you received that I'm super excited to see. Yes, uh, I follow and occasionally converse with a wonderful human named mm-hmm. Ricardo, and yes. I'm I'm sorry, Ricardo. I'm, I'm you're going to have to come on the show for anyone to pronounce your last name. Uh, but he runs. He's a fellow type addict, self-prescribed, yeah. and he runs uh, a similar kind of newsletter of finding cool type stuff uh, called. Coffee table typography. Yeah, totally. And it's super cool. I love it. I follow it. It's one of the very few type newsletters I follow. Yeah, totally. It's really it's really neat. Um, mm-hmm. And so he posted a tweet 
to say uh, he was really stoked that this that this uh, website playground thing that he had made uh, yeah. uh, needs a revamp, but then posted a link to it. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is just like a useful thing to keep in your back pocket. I know. What it is, is an illustration, like an interactive illustration of the different open type features that Mm -hmm. CSS allows. It's wonderful. Which I think we talked for a second, at least last week or the week before something about like... deja vuing to me. Yeah. um, Just people, I think, uh, front end developers and similarly designers who don't really do a ton of CSS. I feel like both parties Mm -hmm. kind of forget that... You can do some pretty advanced typo- typographic stuff uh, with CSS on, on the websites. web. Um, what we were talking about last week was Wakamai Fondue, which was that tool that you mm. drag and drop a font, and it tells you how to. And it actually gives you the code for the stylistic sets and for the all the extra things, which you could use hand in hand with this lovely tool that actually illustrates the stylistic sets and how they work. Yeah, so uh, at least I'm sure you'll see it when you click on it in the newsletter. But it's sort of like a check check on and off for things like old style numerals, ligatures, uh, stylistic alternates, fractions, and it's like you check it on and you see writing three slash four turned on turns into an actual uh, fraction. Yeah, um, it's super helpful. The fact that it even just gives you the names. Sometimes I forget the names. Like, yeah. what are ordinals? Oh, right. Like when you write second, it's the ND that show up really tiny at the top right. That's an ordinal. Or you know, what's the difference between all the sets? There's stylistic sets, and then there's you know discretionary. All there's discretionary ligatures, standard ligatures. I can't tell you how many questions people have asked over the many years of like, what's the difference between old style numerals yes. versus lining numerals? Yes, and frankly. Even, you know, sometimes when I don't have to use something like that for a long time, I forget. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, oh, I see. You type it out. You push the button. I see what the difference is. Super educational. And I love this. Uh, and it's also open source. Um, so it's just a cool website. And great work, Ricardo. Yeah. And I'm so glad you tweeted it because we wouldn't have found it otherwise. Exactly. Amazing. More people do that to us. Yeah. Totes. I love it. All right. Third article, we have been debating, (laughs) but we decided to put it in because we want to kind of talk about why we've been debating it. (laughs) Um, It's nice that interviewed uh, a designer, art director. Hold on. It's nice that the blog. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's just such a confusing name. I know. Um, Interviewed an art director at BuzzFeed UK. Um, They're revealing their new logo and typeface that goes along with their logo. Okay. Specifically for BuzzFeed UK. Yes. As opposed to BuzzFeed anywhere else. We don't even know how to access BuzzFeed UK. (laughs) It's like very confusing. I mean, we did find like a Twitter account. This is true. UK, but then the website just linked to BuzzFeed.com. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, BuzzFeed UK sounds a little bit different. Um, I don't know. They say that there are hard hitting, award winning articles that get released on BuzzFeed UK, which is. News to me. Oh. Uh, the, the actual quote here, I, I mean, I also think it's the funny. The quote I'm, is great. I'm sorry, BuzzFeed. Uh, what was it? Uh, the fun quizzes it first became famous for and the serious, hard-hitting, and award-winning investigative news. Oh, there we go. They, I think they call it, that's their identity, right. is balancing those two you know, ends of the spectrum. Right. And they wanted that to come across in their 
typeface. So how do they make their typeface? Oh, <laughs> this gets better, everyone. <laughs> okay, I think like just quoting this article, like really just spelled it out for me. Like I'm not even, this is very objective observing of how things were made. But where he says, <laughs> we had this highlighted just recently. Um, okay, so Tim developed the typeface based on the BuzzFeed's arrow icon. He says, quote, I took elements from the iconic BuzzFeed trending arrow to create a font, unquote. <laughs> the, <laughs> the intensity here is just dripping <laughs> off of your tongue. Uh, I mean, the point is, you you have to open it up and look at it to see this font. Uh, and I, I think we both just looked at this and we were kind of like, okay, uh, it it's not... It's not very striking. No. Okay? We looked at it and we were kind of like, I don't know about this. And then we read about the reasoning behind it. And the reasoning behind it was just real light. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, so you're a huge media outlet serving up news to millions of people. And, you know, typography is huge when you're like in that scale for media and your font is based off of the arrow that is an icon and that's it i mean i don't th- <laughs> i don't think that in itself is inherently bad like to have the inspiration come from this thing that is an iconic shape for mm-hmm. that brand that is not a bad thing okay i i just i think a lot of the professional type designers that I know, mm-hmm. which uh, as far as I can tell from from reading into this, uh, Tim Lane here is not a professional type designer, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Love people branching out into making fonts. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a tangent. The point is, I think a lot of the professional type designers that I know and have been learning from in the last f- few mm-hmm. months uh, – would have had a lot of constructive feedback here of like how to make this meteor. Uh, what's a better word than meteor? Substantial. Yes, but like, what do I mean by that? I mean, the. I, I think a lot of the shapes in the end product here feel very inconsistent. They feel like so elementary. Elementary, I think, is. Uh, fair if harsh honestly like this is a great start but it looks like something that we should be talking about at type thursday if you don't even look at the letters let's just look at those numerals you tell me that that's going to be easy to read in a sequence that's a good point that's a good point you know what i mean um and uh, yeah no you have a good point too that like this is we both have an experience here in new york city of going to a great Meetup called Type Thursday. True. Uh, our friend Thomas runs. Yes. Where we get a lot of experience with critiques uh, on work in progress and like just brainstormed fonts. Mm-hmm. And we get to see people bringing in fonts uh, that are like super high quality, mm-hmm. labor intensive, mm-hmm. very thoughtful fonts. Mm-hmm. This is far more than the former. Yeah. If, you know, if we're just, like, critiquing visually. And it's a shame because it is such a cool opportunity to, like, go all out and really put some thought into this. And mm-hmm. finesse. It just feels like it is lacking finesse. Mm-hmm. 
I would love to hear Thomas or Kara Gordon's thoughts or like, uh, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, all right, I'm done. I put it out there. We're over it. I mean, you know, I just I think it's also important that people see this also being made. You know, we see the Dalton Mog. Netflix fonts, the Dalton Mog, like Airbnb fonts, these super highly polished things. And I th- also think it's important to be like, this is, this is also what's being made out there. It's important to take that in, understand that there are a lot of people upset about custom fonts being made left and right. This might be justifiable to those people. That's very subjective. I think what we really but- need in this conversation, though, is like a, a real understanding of the difference between why Netflix Sans is great mm-hmm. and why uh, BuzzFeed UK Sans needs more finesse. Exactly. That'd be fascinating. Yeah. That'd be so good. Maybe we can get uh, Thomas to do like a font tribute or something like that. I'd love to do some comparisons. Right? Yes. Uh in any case, we're we're probably not going to talk about this too no. much longer. <laughs> We've already talked about it far too long. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's a thing you should look at and get some opinions about. And honestly, I'd love to hear everybody else's thought too. So, like, you know, yeah. tweet us and and give some critique. Exactly. Be constructive. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a fun one, Buzzfeed UK. Great one. And I mean, we're going to really finish on a strong note. I don't know how we're going to beat this in future podcasts because we had a guest contributor this week. Uh, his name is Halston P. James. Um, he is my ever genius companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well known in the League of Movable type community. Yep, for sure. He is my cat. Mm-hmm. And um, he's listened to every podcast episode, everyone, and read every newsletter. Exactly. Uh, um, he sometimes helps me write witty things for the league company. Yeah. He found this great article that Olivia posted. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. <laughs> called Cat Drop Caps, um, <laughs> which is a really neat project uh, that you found on Behance. I'm sorry that he found on Behance. Behance. Um, from an illustrator design person, uh, whose name I also can't pronounce, but it's in the link. Um, can can you, like, did you read any of the background of this? You know what? I did not. I was too distracted. (laughs) I was just too distracted and impressed. Hal found such a wonderful (laughs) find this week. Um, but... Honestly, these illustrations are so cute, everyone. Like, no one's going to want to read anything. They're just going to want to look at those drop caps. You have 30? I just wanted to at least mention the artists, but like, <laughs> oh, they're, so they're beautifully cute. done. Yeah, they are actually they're very like, gorgeous. So well crafted, first of all. Um, and it's and it's like illustrations of the drop caps. You know, it's a giant capital letter A with like a beautifully illustrated simple line border and a cat like worked into each yeah, cap interacting with them. Like, okay, the bee is this beautiful monoline ornamental bee. And at one of the flourishes, the cat's like trying to catch it with their hands. And the cat's just like also a monoline, beautiful, just like a different color. It's hard to describe, but I think all of you are just going to fall in love with it <laughs> the way I did. And, and it's also great because like it's a cartoon illustration, but it totally looks like hell. I know. 
and, I know. And Hal totally like chases these little strings and oh, like, totally. make friends with a mouse and any like animal loving type nerd is <laughs> really gonna be really happy as I was. How when... are these not t shirts? Oh my god, right? yes. Oh, that'd be so cool. I just even love like a grid of like these thirty six drop cats like on a t shirt. I would wear the heck out of it. This is great. This I mean, this is just adorable. Just fun. Just like ending on a fun note, you know? So thank you, Hal. Yeah. Hal, you're the best. You are the best. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's that's all our super fun nerdy. This was a real nerdy week. This was this Super was nerdy. I'm happy about this. Yeah. It was a light week. That's cool. It's fun. We found some cool stuff. And uh, a lot of stuff for you to like download and look at and play with. Exactly. All good stuff. As we hope it's like every, every week. Yeah. Things to play with, things to download, things to try out. So thanks everybody for tuning in this week to the weekly typographic. And we shall see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>